Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale Your Agency. I'm on with David Jacob of Leadhawks out of the UK. Thank you, David, so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Lucas. Pleasure to be here. So, David, give me the lowdown. What is Leadhawks? So, Leadhawks is a neuromarketing-led growth agency. So, we use behavioral psychology and neuroscience principles to uh, grow businesses, teach sales psychology, you know, improve value propositions in the eyes of uh, your target customers, all that good stuff. Does that mean that you actually implement campaigns for people or are you a Mm -hmm. consultancy? We're kind of like a hybrid model. So my background is in brand and marketing consulting, but I kind of took that and then we're doing outbound sales for people fully managed. We also do like a slightly augmented approach to that where we provide SQLs, but then we also kind of take a consultative approach. We do what we call offer alchemy, which is basically stripping back your offer, your ICP, understanding the why behind both of those, uh, and then building it back up with as many kind of like upsells, cross-sells that we can get you to think about uh, and implement so that you have an irresistible offer. I've seen this approach before uh, with a company called salesprocess.io. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them or not. Are you? No, Uh, I haven't. It's interesting though, because they had a similar thing where it was uh, very much focused on a formulaic approach and it was all about science and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Was that on purpose? I mean, obviously I'm assuming yes, but I mean, did you just, did you stumble upon that or did you strategically choose to use those kind of words in your offer because you found it actually improves conversion rates? I would love to to say that this was all pre-planned and, and the whole thing was based around CRO, but it wasn't. So basically when, when I was still in my brand and marketing past life, I realized that there were a lot of problems within the pure consulting industry that led to churn, that led to kind of, lack of implementation by clients. So mm-hmm. I kind of went down the more science route, uh, started applying behavioral psychology to it. I interned for eight months with some neuromarketers out of SF. And then when I started my own agency, I realized that kind of taking a more formulaic approach and productizing a bit more would allow us to make sure that everyone got a consistent and repeatable structure for our approach. versus it just being completely almost randomized based on the individual problems that businesses have. Because from our experience, at least, and I'm sure that you can probably say something similar, most problems, most businesses suffer from similar problems. Yes. And this sounds kind of, I guess this might be a dumb question, but why is it that focusing on things like psychology and neuroscience, why is that important Mm -hmm. for generating leads or getting people better results? Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately the... The dichotomy between you as an agency owner and your prospect kind of there will always be a disconnect between the two right so you want to be selling your service and you are hoping someone buys it and most businesses put themselves at the forefront where they are the thing that is the most important in their outreach copy in their approach in their sales process and you can probably speak to this as much as any other agency owner like you hate being sold things 
Like you don't <laughs> like nobody enjoys being sold. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah. That's why ad block exists as a as an entity, right? Because fundamentally, yeah. the brain does not enjoy being coerced into anything, right? And sales <laughs> is is viewed in a very similar way. So the minute that you take the prospect to the forefront and you away from it, you end up with a far better approach to sales. At least that's what we found, and that's what, at least what our clients find. Very interesting. Yes, I actually found a similar thing when we were launching this agency-focused service was that uh, the best way to get agencies to join my membership and pay for it was to get them on the show because uh, going direct to an agency and telling them, hey, I can help you grow your agency, most agencies think that they know everything and so yeah. uh, because they're marketers, they, they do this for a living. So you can't tell an agency owner, I'm going to grow your agency because they're just going to get all uh, defensive. So uh, it's all about the way in. It's all about social selling. So I totally understand. One thing I am curious about is you mentioned that you had developed a software product with somebody, right? Uh, yep. Is that something you include in the process for every one of your clients or is that separate? No, that's separate. So basically the, the way that we kind of like approach um, our client relationships is the primary problem that most businesses have is that they don't generate enough leads, right? At, at a baseline level across most industries, that is true. Well, okay, let, let's say that you now don't have that problem. You've solved that problem. You now have lots of leads. Okay, well, then the next bottleneck to look at is closing those leads. And if you right. can now effectively close those leads, you now most likely have a fulfillment issue where you've got so many leads coming in and so many deals being closed that fulfillment is the problem. Well, yes. I can't teach you how to fulfill your own service, right? I cannot do that because it's literally most times not in my wheelhouse. However, mm -hmm. what I can teach you is the psychology of productivity. And I can teach you how to be more effective in your time and in your prioritization for the work that you actually do so that you spend yeah. time on the most high leverage tasks. So that's what we do. And it kind of works in like a, not a funnel per se, but it works in like a cycle, right? So mm -hmm. as soon as you've now solved your fulfillment problem, you kind of probably want more leads, right? And the whole right. cycle again and again and again. 100%. Is the goal for you to get into SaaS or is this something that you don't want to stay in? I don't know is is the honest answer, right? I think that like when we bring people into the kind of like the tech product side of it, what we're really doing is kind of similar to what you're doing is is launching a community in a, and and a, a coaching-esque program, right? And yep. the tech that sits behind it is great and really interesting, but I don't think is the actual core focus for us. So what is the core focus? What's your goal over the next year? So we basically set ourselves in our minds the lofty goal of getting to a million dollar run rate by the end of the year. This is probably the, one of the most annoying things for me, right? So we work primarily on a paper performance model. So mm. we have a couple of retainers and we have a lot of paper performance. Now, yes. I don't like classing paper performance as MRR because it varies month to month, right? right. By the very right. nature of what it is, it varies, right? We also do setup fees with our offer so those vary as well, right? So on any given month, we probably hit between the 12 and 15,000 pound mark. So a little bit higher in dollars, but that's with us continually closing deals, consistently working with clients, consistently doing well for clients versus mm -hmm. other industries that work on MRR as like a retainer based model. Yeah. Well, hey, that's not bad because what is it? The, uh, the pound is 30% more uh, or less than the, or more than the dollar. More, so yeah. you're probably around like, 20, 18, $20,000 per month in USD. And I can say that, you know, for our agency, we went from round where you're at right now to $80,000, $90,000 per month within six months once we hit that number. But it took us a year to get to that number and yeah. then it took us six months to get to the 80,000. So 
I know it's achievable. I'll have you back on in six months when you can tell us $80,000 a month and hopefully, hopefully faster. Cause if you're trying to get to that million dollar run rate, you're going to need to get there quicker, but what's the, what's the strategy? So one of the questions I always ask people, and it sounds like mm-hmm. it's already part of your roadmap. So I mean, yeah, I could definitely ask is mm-hmm. how would you 10 X your business in the next 12 months? And uh, that sounds like what you're trying to do. So what are you going to do to 10 X your business in the next 12 months? Yeah. So it's really interesting. So this is a conversation that we've been having internally and we realized that like being one channel, one market is great and it helps you really dial in your fulfillment. However, mm. being in the industry we're in, essentially providing SQLs or, you know, meetings booked, you can't charge an obscene amount of money for that. You yeah. can charge a fair amount of money because that's how this business runs, right? But yeah. the real money tends to be made in percentage of ad spend deals. So what we're thinking about doing is augmenting our offer with paid ads, retargeting ads, et cetera, and mm. taking a percentage of that of that ad budget every month as a management fee on top of the service that we run. And at that point, you have the ability to scale simply by virtue of when you start managing, you know, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 ad budgets, that's mm. now every month, you're going to get a retainer of that much. And that can scale far faster than reliant on specific client results for any given industry or niche. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. Yeah. So, okay. So would you say that you're already doing some ad work or is this something that you are? Okay. So I'm curious because yeah, it was interesting seeing the website, how, you know, the service it seems is done for you outbound sales. You know, the ads isn't on the website. In fact, it doesn't seem like that you have any of the service on the website because it seems like a branding thing to maybe not mention the services, but instead mention the process, which I actually think is pretty smart. But in terms of uh, that transition, I mean, because this is something that I always see people do. And I actually, there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer, but there definitely is a wrong way to execute it. Why offer a new service that's maybe that you guys haven't done as much of versus just finding a partner who will give you like a 30% commission to do that service. And then you just send it to them. The goal for us would be to hire someone who would be the manager of element mm. of the business. So someone yep. with a with a, a a storied history in doing exactly this offer and just bring them into the business to manage that function. Yeah, that is probably the best way to do it. I love I, I, whether you're doing it in-house, you obviously can get better margins if you do it in-house. One thing that I've learned, because we actually try to get in the ad space, Facebook ads, we do a lot of Google ads, but we try to get into Facebook ads. And we have a partner who we literally just, he just pays us a, a 20% cut on everything that mm-hmm. we send him. And we we kind of gave up on uh, getting into Facebook ads because uh, it was something that was a little outside of our wheelhouse. And we kept mm-hmm. trying to expand, but then we ended up just settling on basically lead gen and search yep. engine marketing. And that's it. So 
basically what what we kind of want to move towards is more i guess classic demand generation uh where yeah. you've got the paid media element and then potentially a content element but that's way further down the line and then doing our traditional offer as standard right so yeah. you would most likely come into the flywheel through the traditional offer and then the ads would be an upsell and then way down the line content would also be an upsell got it and uh what's one thing you wish you knew when you were 20 years old as silly and as facetious as it sounds like stuff takes time like yeah. you cannot assume that you're going to walk into this and hit homers from day dot like it just doesn't happen and there will be occasionally you know the the complete outsiders who do manage it but they are not the norm if you extend your time horizons for long enough right. you will get wherever you want to go yeah and that's something that, that that we found from speaking to guests on our podcast that they almost every single person has mentioned that exact concept so yeah if i learned that six years ago i'd be very happy <laughs> i got it well, when did you launch the agency what year was that uh back end of 2020 yeah got it so you were a pandemic uh pandemic yep. uh, startup yep 100%. nice I don't know if they have this in the UK, but I know in the States, they would give out uh, 50 grand for any company that launched in 2020, uh, which is kind of nice. Just for I wish. No, yeah. no chance. <laughs> no chance. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was too bad. Well, uh, any business book recommendations you'd give the audience? So psychology, gut in, yeah. well, okay. So there's, there's I've, I've actually got two, right? So one is very much personal psychology. Uh, it's called Indistractable by Nir Eyal. Uh, Nir Eyal has been, you know, one of the most fascinating people in terms of like the books he's written. So he wrote, he wrote Hooked. He also wrote Indistractable. So Hooked is very much like product focused. Indistractable is very much like how can you become more productive? So that's definitely one mm -hmm. of them. Uh, and then business theory, hands down, the best one I've ever read is The Personal MBA. Oh, I've so, heard of that. I've never yeah, read it. But... Josh Kaplan. It's like, it's super dense. Don't get me wrong. Like this thing is <laughs> like, this is a big, big oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is probably so I, I did a business degree when I was at college. And this book is probably 10 to 15 times better than any class or combination of classes that I ever took when I was doing my degree, mm. without a shadow of a doubt. And then if you really want to dig into psychology, especially like actionable psychology for marketers, The Choice Factory by Richard Shotton is fantastic. He runs a, uh, a behavioral science agency out of London with called, I think, Astro 10 that like deals with huge, huge clients and helps them implement behavioral psychology. So that's super actionable, really interesting and kind of gives, uh, gives some interesting psychology nuggets. Amazing. And uh, I'm curious, because I know this is one thing people listen to the podcast for a lot is what strategies are you doing right now to get new clients? What are mm -hmm. your main ways to get customers? Yeah, so I think, again, cynical and as, as facetious as it sounds, if we weren't using cold outreach and outbound to get our own new clients, we'd kind of be frauds. So <laughs> primarily all of our, our clients come through uh, yes. cold outreach. So with that said, we're kind of moving now towards doing a lot more content of our own. So right. we're starting a podcast, we're interviewing really interesting people, and that's kind of led to a couple of cool opportunities. I'm pretty active on Twitter, so... I've got a couple mm -hmm. of opportunities coming through the pipeline from there. We're writing a lot of threads and blogs. So like basically nice. just kind of like trying to get the content stuff going. It's, it's, it's definitely working. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask one of the harder questions here, which I think a lot of people sure. in the audience are trying to figure out is, uh, what do you think in terms of, uh, the like lead generation specifically is a tough thing mm -hmm. to sell sometimes because, uh, you know, you're always, uh, coming up against like 
performance metrics. And sometimes, uh, and as somebody who sells it, I know that if you don't hit your numbers one month, it's kind of difficult. What are you doing to uh, retain clients in the lead generation space? What's been your biggest strategy for retention? I'm going to approach this in a fairly roundabout way, right? So just humor me until the explanation is done. And then, and then we'll see whether you agree with it. The irrespective of whatever you sell, you have to imagine like the entire process from very first outreach all the way through to like fulfillment and everything further as like an attention curve. And when you're trying to optimize for attention, you need to optimize for two very specific points. So the peak, the emotional peak and the end. So Mm. the emotional peak tends to be the pain of payment. So the pain of payment in your brain is very real. People hate giving up money. People hate giving up cash more so than they do credit card payments, weird psychology fact. But the pain of payment is very real in the human brain. So your sales calls need to be as far away from salesy and as far away from pushy salesy as humanly possible, right? So if if the pain of payment doesn't really exist as much as they're used to, they will feel like the memory or attention that they've given that whole process is far less dimmed. Mm. Uh, or, or far more dimmed. And then the final part is the end, right? So the end of any interaction, or in this case, the beginning kind of of the next part of the interaction is the onboarding process. So mm. if you have a really killer onboarding process where they feel really guided and supported through the entire process, and then as soon as you actually start fulfilling, you actually do end up at least, you know, to a moderate degree doing what you sold in, even if you don't hit perfect KPIs and metrics that whole experience will, will be remembered far more yeah. positively than an experience that had a really rough pain of payment that they were like, oh my God, I got hard sold for four calls and now I've got, to, I've got to pay all this money every month. And then an onboarding process where they were kind of left to the weeds and you came back two weeks later and it was like, oh, by the way, we've done this, 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 and this, cool. And then you've right. got to wait until they see results. This whole thing becomes a far more painful experience for people. So the reason that we kind of do pretty well with client retention is we optimize for those parts, right? So Mm -hmm. sales psychology becomes really important during sales calls. Our onboarding process is fully automated, but it feels very human. Yeah. Just those two things alone means that our client retention is great, even when we don't get results immediately for clients. The Mm -hmm. other biggest thing, if you're talking about like how to retain clients better than anything else, Alex Hormozzi, short speed to result, right? If you can get a client a result in as fast a humanly time possible after you sign them, that's how they're going to remember the whole thing like it was the best thing ever. <laughs> I think it's just so funny how that man has just taken over. Uh, single-handedly. Yeah, 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 single-handedly. It's honestly like I, I think because he came out of basically nowhere and the whole notion of like I have nothing to sell you basically put people's defenses down so far that they were like, yeah. all right, we'll, we'll give this guy a chance. He's not trying to right. scam me into buying anything. <laughs> And then it was so value packed. You're like, holy shit, this is actually really good. I will now buy stuff from you, right? Yeah. Well, one thing that is interesting, I actually just talked about this. I did a YouTube video on, and you would love this probably because it's it's psychology, about paid versus free courses. Because I guess it's something people search for a lot is whether you should pay for one. And what I noted about Alex Hermosi is, yeah, he doesn't have anything to sell you, but you have to remember he was really only able to do that because he spent the last like six years building a business where essentially his courses and his licensing is what he sold. Like that was what he sold. So like you can do stuff like that once you've proven that there is so many people willing to pay for your information. 
Because then it's like, oh, well, all these people got it when they paid, but now I get it for free. That's crazy. And then the value and the virality is way higher. So I think it's something, hopefully I can get to that point. Hopefully we all can get to that point. And then we can do a similar thing. But he's definitely raised the bar on marketing and how you should launch a product. I mean, I'll probably do the same thing, just like a free book. That's like, honestly, at some point, just sharing all the knowledge and then just try to get as many people into the funnel as possible, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I think that like the biggest thing when you find someone that isn't quote unquote well known is the mm-hmm. idea that like I don't want to have to pay to basically vet you and see if you're full of shit. Ultimately, for, for me, when you look at paid versus free courses, there is no such thing as free information baseline level. Yeah. Right. So when it is free, so price is not equal to value, value is equal to price. Right. If I see something that is like zero pounds, I assume that there's zero value in it. Yeah. If I'm then proven wrong and you violate my expectations and you say, wow, this is actually really valuable and it didn't cost me anything. Now I'm far more inclined to pay whatever the hell you tell me I need to pay. After that. Yeah. <laughs> if you flip that and you say, oh, well, you need to pay 50 bucks for this course and then 25 grand for this second course. And the first yeah. course sucked. Well, now, <laughs> no, why am I going to pay you that money? If, if right. this was 50 bucks, 25 grand probably isn't going to get me that far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, here's what we'll do to wrap up. Uh, do you have any offer or partnership opportunities, specifically the angle that we like to go at with these podcasts is how can you help other agency owners get more partnerships or do you have an offer for them for your business where they can partner with you and send you business or send you referrals? So if you know B2B services that are looking for managed outbound, we are happy to help. If you know anyone that uh, would like sales psychology, basically teaching your sales team how to close deals more effectively and be less salesy and and awful over the phone or over video. We do sales psychology training. Any referrals that come through this or that that reach out and say, hey, we came from from Lucas, we'll give you either a a percentage of the deal or if you want to come as an agency and you're listening, just come and say that you came through Lucas and we'll give you a, a knockdown price. Amazing. Uh, well, thank you so much, David, for being on the show. Uh, anybody Pleasure. who's listening, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Just your email or go to your website? Email, website. You can find me on Twitter, DavidJacob underscore one. Um, listen to my podcast. My podcast is called The Basecamp Podcast. First episode that day. There's going to be an episode every week for the next 11 weeks at least. Get in touch. Nice, nice. Was was naming at the Basecamp Podcast a way to SEO hack or something? Because I know Basecamp <laughs> Uh, is a software so again i wish there was forethought put into it yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it sounds like you're about to stumble your way into a lot of success so i'm excited to to see that happen well thank you so much david for being on the show everybody's listening david's got a successful lead hawk agency doing lead acquisition for companies if you ever need help uh with that or you have a client who needs help with that they definitely sound amazing to work with so david thank you so much for being on the show appreciate it pleasure thanks so much lucas